0: It probably seems like ten years, but here you are. Amen. Amen. You know, praise the Lord and what a blessing! I was glad when they said unto me, yeah. "Let us go into the house of the Lord." Amen. Yes, and uh, I congratulate you all and yeah. I rejoice with you. Yeah. We're we're excited for you. What God's doing and uh, just praising the Lord for His goodness. Amen. you can be turning in your Bibles to Exodus chapter forty. We have a gift from our church uh, for you and the folks, Brother John, and I'll just leave it up here on the pulpit. And Mayfield Creek is just thrilled. Uh, And I wish it could have worked out. I know we had hoped, you know, maybe for a meeting, and uh, Pastor did, and, and his folks in... Uh, summer, sometime in summer, July, and we went through that, and then, you know, we tried when, September maybe, and bribe, borrowed, begged, pushed, pleaded, threatened, uh, but here we are. Amen. Amen. And uh, so we're thrilled with you, and I mean that sincerely, and anticipate God doing great things uh, through Old Paths Baptist Church. Thank you, preacher, and uh, preacher's wife. Family, for your faithfulness to the Lord. And uh, our hearts are knit with you. I have confidence in you. And I'm praying you'll walk with the Lord. God has blessed you. And if you'll keep your feet on the ground and walk before Him humbly, He'll bless you. That's right. Amen. He'll bless you. And I I was just thinking, you know, and I don't remember how much property you could go that way or if we could go that way. I was trying to remember the in-wall system that we put in, but we can we can put the right end wall in there and go in that direction. If not, we'll go in that direction. It's a little bit limited on going in that direction, but uh, we're just thrilled for you, and I mean that sincerely. Yes, amen. Exodus chapter 40 tonight, but if you look at verse number 40, uh, 43 of chapter 39, the Bible said, And Moses did look upon all the work, and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commended. They had been entrusted uh, to do this work. That's what commanded means here. God had trusted the integrity and the veracity of these people. Moses and those that Moses would set aside, those that were gifted to uh Uh, to work and skill to produce the various instruments that would be used in worship in the tabernacle. So this is a work of trust. You see, the work of God is not... uh, It doesn't begin with talent. It doesn't begin with abilities and so forth. It begins with trust. Uh, All of the talent in the world is nothing but sounding brass and tinkling cymbals if God cannot touch that Amen. town. Amen. So you've been entrusted, church, with with the work of God. Amen. Now you're not, and, and we're talking about a building here and, and dedicating this place of worship, but it's based upon trust. He's trusting you to honor Him with what is preached from this pulpit. Yes, what's taught in those Sunday school classes. Yes, sir. And not just what happens in this building, but what you take from this building out in the right. community. In He's trusting you to be a proper representative of the grace of God and Old Paths Baptist Church. Yes. This is a. There's nothing bigger going on, and I don't know if this is Augusta County or uh, what county, or you take the state and you take America for that matter. There's nothing more important to God going on. He, uh, in this. Yes, area than what's going on here right now amen. but it's based upon trust you you've entered into a covenant relationship with a local congregation and god almighty yes sir amen, amen. amen. be good representatives amen. amen honor the lord yes sir. in all that you do so they uh, they have been working, I think it begins in chapter 25 with the uh, offerings and so forth. And, and they've come to this place here where God is directing him now. Chapter 40 and verse uh, 18, And Moses reared up the tabernacle and fastened his sockets and set up the boards thereof and put in the bars thereof and reared up his pillars and he spread abroad the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent above upon it as the Lord commanded Moses. And he took and put the testimony into the ark and the staves on the ark and put the mercy seat above upon the ark and he brought the ark into the tabernacle and I would sense, or I would imagine, the the uh, the anticipation is, is growing in their hearts. Amen. Well they're about to have a place Amen. they can worship. And not that they haven't worshipped, and not that they haven't had a visible uh, representation of the presence of God, but now it's being localized in the tabernacle. What a blessing! Yes. I praise amen. God for what He's done for us outside of the house of God. But my, praise God for what He does yes. where we worship and we meet together. Amen. Praise the Lord for yes. that! Amen. Oh, amen. That's individual out there, for the most part. This is congregational in here, yes. so they're getting the, they're putting the staves into the rings, and they're bringing the uh, ark of the covenant in. Uh, verse number, where did I get to? Verse 22. And he put the table in the tent of the congregation upon the side of the tabernacle northward without the veil, and he set the bread in order upon it before the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. And he put the candlestick in the tent. of. The, all of these are significant and uh, types of Christ, pictures of Christ. He put the candlestick in the tent of the congregation over against the table on the side of the tabernacle southward and he lighted the lamps before the Lord as the Lord commanded Moses. And he put the golden altar in the tent of the congregation before the veil and he burnt sweet incense thereon as the Lord commanded Moses. And he set up the hanging at the door of the tabernacle, and he put the altar, a burnt offering, by the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation, and offered upon it the burnt offering and the meat offering, as the Lord commanded Moses. And he set the labor between the tent of the congregation and the altar, and put water therein to wash withal. Mm-hmm. Moses and Aaron. And his sons washed their hands and their feet thereat. When they went into the tent of the congregation, and when they came near to the altar, they washed as the Lord commanded Moses. And he reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. I love verse 34. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses were not, was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day and fire was on it by night in the side of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Let's pray for just a word of prayer. And I wonder, Brother John, if I could get some water, please. That would be a great blessing. I could drink a gallon of it right now. Let's pray. Father, help us tonight. Grant us holy unction. And I pray we'll be conscious yes. of the significance of this night, the importance of this night, the magnitude of this night for this congregation and for this community. I praise your name that you've raised up the work here in Wares Valley and in this area. Father, I rejoice in your goodness. And I pray, Father, a special blessing upon this congregation, yes upon Brother John and his wife and family and those that make up the membership of this church. Uh, I know it's yet to be seen what could be done and what will be done through this work. Thank you for caring enough about us to have such a thing as the church in this world. It's a dark, dark world, but I appreciate the light that comes to us through uh, your church, your people, your bride. So bless this night. Give us great liberty and unction. Touch the hearing of your people. In Christ's name, amen amen. 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 Thank you. you be seated. I want to preach tonight on some things you'll find in a place of worship. Some things you'll find in a true house of God. I realize this is a tabernacle. I am aware of the typology, but this is a place of worship Amen. for the people of God. Significant to them. You can replicate this tabernacle. You can take the, uh, the instructions, the uh, if you want to call it the engineering, the, the specs, of this tabernacle i've seen a replica of it and i forget i think the mennonites maybe you've seen that they travel around from place to place and and erect the uh, a replica of the tabernacle and of course they didn't have real gold in it and so forth but you could you could replicate this duplicate this with actually real gold and silver and uh, you could even, if, if I could say it this way, rather than having uh, just that uh, very common out, outward uh, uh, garment or whatever, you know, the, the, uh, the walls, what they were made of, and I forget exactly what it was, but uh, probably the most common thing about the tabernacle, picturing the humanity of Christ, you could say, we're going to improve that and, and we're going to put granite walls on the outside. But you see, you can't replicate the glory of God. Amen. It's not so much what, what this is made of. And, and I pre- this is a beautiful sanctuary, beautiful property, everything about it just as a testimony to God's goodness. But I'll tell you, you can meet in here service after service in this building and nothing happened unless the glory of God Amen. Fills yes, this place. Amen. Amen. So we're not just talking about a building that has a steeple on it or is known to be a church and a congregation of people assembling, and it could be composed of all different walks of life, from from the poorest to the richest. If God doesn't meet, you don't have a place of worship. Right, right. You might be meeting in an assembly. Uh, but it's really nothing more than a social gathering mm-hmm. if, if God's glory is not filling this place. Amen. And so some things you'll find in a true place of worship. Number one, you'll find the Lord leading or the Lord directing. Amen. Uh, the Word of the Lord informing and instructing. God speaking. You see, we're people that believe God speaks. Amen. Okay. He speaks through His Word. Amen. He speaks through His servants. Right. He uh, communicates to us. He informs us. He enlightens us. He instructs us. Yes. And so if you're uh, attending a church and, and God is in that church, God is speaking. Yes. God speaks through the Scriptures. God speaks through uh, His servants. God speaks through the working of the Spirit of God. But you'll find the Lord leading. Why did you do what you did? Because the Lord directed us the way He directed us. Why uh, did you put the building in this place? Because the Lord impressed upon the pastor's heart to put it in this place. God knows how to speak to His people. God knows how to direct and lead and guide His people. I've not heard His audible voice myself, but I I wouldn't rule that out. He certainly can speak to us, but I praise God He moves upon our hearts. Amen. And so you have the Lord leading and the Lord guiding. The Word of the Lord is is prominent. Uh, The Word of the Lord is preeminent. The Word of the Lord is above any other word being spoken. It's kind of like that uh, trumpet given in the Old Testament and what it signifies, it was to be the loudest of all voices in the camp. I mean it had a it had a unique and a distinct sound. And it was to rise above all other voices that we might communicate with one another, but the voice we want to hear is the voice of the Lord. We want God to speak to our hearts. We want God to speak to our families. We want God to speak to our young people. We want to know that the preacher is preaching what God has laid upon his heart. I'll tell you, there's a lot of places where they assemble and uh, the, the man that st- stands behind the pulpit or the, the table or whatever it is nowadays, you don't know if he uh, believes what he's preaching or not. You don't know if he's preaching the Word of God or not or if he reads a verse and it demands something of the people. He apologizes for what the verse says. Well, I'm not here to worry about what men say. I want to know: Did God say it? And if God said it, then we ought to do it, whatever it might be. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 Word of the Lord is preeminent. It's proclaimed. It's perceivable. Uh, You know, I I don't understand all that this Bible says. I mean, I've only studied it going on forty years. And I'm telling you, I don't believe I've scratched the surface as to knowing what's in this book. I am amazed at, at hearing other preachers and how it how they bring out things that I did not see. Right. But you know, what I need to know, it's as simple as, as uh, observing a stop sign and knowing what that stop sign is telling me to do. Amen. 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 He's telling me how to live. He's telling you how to live. And so a church, if it is a place of worship is a place where the Lord is leading in all that we do. Amen. 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 It's never ignored, the Word of the Lord. It's never altered. We don't change it. We don't minimize it. We try to declare it as it is to people as they are. And so the Lord leads. Then secondly, in a true place of worship, you'll find an orderly arrangement. I didn't begin reading in verse 1 of chapter 40, but I see in verse number 3, the ark of the testimony has directions as to where it's to be in the tent of the congregation covered within the veil. Verse number 4 tells us about the table of showbread with the things set in order upon that table. Uh, also in verse number 4, it talks about the candlestick in its place in relation to to the table of the showbread. So you had the table of showbread. And, and I wish I had a picture of the ark here. and in the inner uh, sanctuaries. Of, in the most holy place and so forth. But everything had its place. And if they were to partake of uh, those things. The bread and so forth on the table of showbread. They would have to have light to see. And so that's why they had a candlestick there. And that candlestick was to be lit. This is to be a place where we can see the things of God. We can see how we can operate in the work of the Lord. We can see what He has for us in the way of uh, nourishing our souls. Verse 5, the altar of God for the incense was to be before the ark of the testimony representing the prayers of the saints. And uh, more importantly, the intercession of the Son of God us. Verse number 5, the hanging of the door of the tabernacle. Verse 6, the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle. Verse 7, he talks about the labor being set between the tent of the congregation and the altar. The point is, I think, is that you don't have chaos and uncertainty in the work of God. You don't have unpredictableness things done are not subject to change and I'm not saying that we have a bulletin and we're just uh, we're bound by that bulletin but we don't have anarchy in the house of God. Amen. No God has a definite order that he wants things Amen. done Amen. God has a way and he's letting us know just as you can see in creation there is a divine order He's sovereignly has placed things as He wants them to be. I tell you, sometimes in just traveling and preaching, you see things, it just seems like it's so out of order. It's so contrary to the Word of God. It's so foreign to anything that God would want. And so if you want to have a true place of worship, you've got to understand that all things done must be done decently and in order. Well, we don't get out of it no we don't want, we don't put uh, shall I tread on this ground we don't put women where they don't belong right right uh, we don't minimize women we don't neglect our ladies I pray there's a lot of things that would never be done were it not for the godly women in our churches. But you see, a woman is not to teach or to usurp authority over the man. Amen. Period. Amen. Period. But she can teach the ladies. Let the elder teach the younger. Right. And I'm just saying that there is a divine order. Amen. God didn't say, Moses, where would you like to place the uh, uh, brazen laver? Where would you like to place the altar? Where do you think the table of showbread needs to be? All of it is a picture of Christ and salvation and our growing in grace and in knowledge. Preacher, I I don't think that that's how it should be. Well, then you're not going to be in a true place of worship. I'm not talking about people maybe that haven't been instructed I'm talking about people having a Bible and having the Old Testament and the New Testament and God telling us how He wants a church to be. Amen. It's so He can bring His glory into this place. It's so His power can fill this place because He has a place full of people that are interested not in what people want done, but what God wants done, which cannot be surpassed on any level. We can't do anything better than what God wants it done. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. So all of it has an order. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, let all things be done decently and in order. God leads through his pastor. Amen. amen, right, sir. amen. Through amen. the men of the congregation, the church. <coughs> and so I appreciate uh, and I believe this. I believe that God directs that pastor. I like what Spurgeon said one time. Spurgeon, they talked about the unity there of that great congregation and the authority structure. And and Spurgeon said, you know, I yield the authority in one sense to the men. But he said, you know what they do? They yield it back to me. Mm -hmm. You know what there was there? There was a trust. There was a, a multitude of counselors. Amen. I praise God for that. Amen. Amen. Pastor, uh, every pastor needs godly men, godly people around them. And uh, but every pastor ultimately has to direct and guide. And so you, God's given you a pastor. Support him. Amen. Get behind him. Follow it. Amen. If he ever offers you some Kool-Aid with poison, don't drink it. But other than that, follow the man of God. Amen. 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 A lady said to me one time, her and her husband were quite upset with me. And I knew that. And they said, um, Pastor, who's making all the decisions around and I sort of thought about it a little bit and I thought, we haven't made any decision that we don't discuss with the congregation. I didn't, they didn't come to church one night and lo and behold, they sat a bulldozer out and I just decided to buy a bulldozer for the church. How didn't do that. But I asked them, I said, who should make the decisions? You. I said, because if it's you, you need to be behind this desk and I need to be sitting where you are. Right. 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 Amen. Right. Follow your pastor. Yes. Amen. 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 God will yes. bless him. God will direct him. And if he gets out of line, God will correct him. Right. right. Amen. 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 Right. So we're talking about a place that is a place of worship. You find the Lord leading. You find an orderly arrangement. I think about the encampment of the once they had the tabernacle and God's glory filled it. If you could ever see a picture and you can read in the book of Numbers how God arranged those tribes around that tabernacle to the north, to the south, to the east and the west. He told them exactly where He wanted them. And when they were to move, that tabernacle moved first and then they had an orderly uh, arrangement in which they followed that tabernacle. And when that tabernacle was to be reset up following that cloud, then they took their places around that tabernacle. Everything centered around the place of worship. Amen. I'll tell you, we're not directed or guided by our feelings. We're not to be directed or guided by our uh, finances or our family. It's where is the glory cloud of God guiding us and abiding? That's where my family can be taken care of. Amen. 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 Sure it is. Hallelujah. Praise Third thing, when you have a place of worship, you'll find a place of distinction. Notice in verse number 8, And thou shalt set up the court round about, and hang up the hanging at the court gate. That's an enclosure or a fence. Surrounded with walls, this this place where they were going to see the glory of God so if you're on the outside you know that you're not on the inside right right mm-hmm. you can you can know that this must be the tabernacle because there is walls around it there is a gate it's not to it's not meant to uh, keep people out but it's not meant to allow people just to not know that they're in the tabernacle amen In other words, there is an entrance experience. What's on the outside is not on the inside. What's on the inside was ordered by God to be put on the inside. What's the significance of that, preacher? You ought to know that you're in a church a church should be different from any other place out there in the community I like a churchy building for the church I like a pulpit I like a communion table I like a piano I like an organ I like for the building to look like a church people can ride by and they don't have to wonder is that a community center? Is that an arena? Is that a venue? Is that something where, I mean, just anything could go on? No, they know this is a place where a church uh, entitled or called Old Pass Baptist Church, where they meet, they meet right there. Amen. Uh, amen. But more importantly, and spiritually speaking, you're, if you're on the outside of the tabernacle, you're not inside the tabernacle. How do I get inside? The tabernacle. Well, there's a there's a door, amen. A picture of Christ. And so I like. I'm an old-fashioned person. I'm, right. a, I'm only I'm 61. I just turned 61. But Johnny's talking about the old timers. I said, me and you are the old timers <laughs> now. We're becoming the old timers. But I just like the old paths, Amen? Amen. I like being in a church. I like for the people to look like church people. Yes, Amen. And so there is a court around it. What you find out there, you won't or shouldn't find in here. Right, right, man. Amen. The sounds ought to be different. Amen. Sights ought to be different. Oh, we want sinners to come in. We want sinners to come in and be saved by the grace of God. I'm not talking about that at all, but they ought to know hey, in here, it's not like out there. Amen. If I want what's in there, then I've got a way to get in there. Amen. Jesus said, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find pasture. So I praise the Lord when I got saved and went to the first church that I joined and was a member of till they ordained me and sent me out. I didn't wonder if I was in a bar that I used to sit in when I was lost. Mm-hmm. I didn't wonder if I was in some kind of uh, just uh, anything goes area. I was in a church. Amen. And I praise the Lord for it. Amen. Notice the fourth thing. You'll find a heavenly fragrance in a place of worship. Verse number 9. And thou shalt take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is therein and shalt hallow it and all the vessels thereof and it shall be holy. And he goes on to describe anointing the altar of burnt offering and all his vessels and setting that altar, sanctifying that altar, setting it apart. He said, it shall be an altar most holy. Anoint the of verse 11. Sanctify it. Everything is anointed. Everything is absent or to be absent of the human scent. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In other words, there's not a fragrance of pride. There's not, and to me it's a stench. Amen. It really is. To God, it's a stench. Right. If He doesn't touch us, brother John, if He doesn't anoint us, if He doesn't touch the preaching and touch the instrumentalist and the special singing, and I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from what we do or whatever. I'm just saying what we do needs a touch. Right. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. The Sunday school classes need a touch. Our fellowship needs a special touch. Amen. And so there's not to be a human scent left anywhere in the place of worship. Not in the, uh, the things that we do. Prayer goes up. He talks about that altar of incense, it needs to be anointed. If a song comes forth, it needs to be anointed. When truth is declared, it needs to be anointed. And I'm talking about a spiritual picture here. Amen. Right. Oh, praise God. I've heard teaching in our church anointed. Amen. I've heard singing in our church where God poured the oil on it and, and, boy, there was such a sweet heavenly fragrance about it. And I've watched it melt our hearts and and cause our thoughts to go upward and to worship our God. Amen. 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 And I've heard uh, excellent oratory. I've heard songs that hit all of the notes and stayed on all of the right keys. But it never moved my heart. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Anoint everything. Everything requires, your prayers need unction and anointing. And that anointing oil is, is consecrated. Anointing means consecration, being set apart. It means unction. There's an illuminating aspect to it. And uh, I, I've just, you know what it is to sit and hear someone teach or preach the Word of God, and God begins to teach you and instruct your, your heart. Praise yes. the Lord for that. Yes. I say again, we lean too much on talent. Yes, I, I, you know, just get up here and sing. Let her fly. Yeah. Do your best for God. Don't worry about, you know, posture and, and you know, how do we make the biggest impact on people. Just get up and sing Amen. for the glory of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Get up and preach the Word of God. Whatever you are, I am who I am. I'm not trying to be anybody else and I require and I need the touch and the unction of God. Yes, sir. Amen. Please, God. I tell you, when you're in a place of worship, there's just a fragrance about it. There's not a competition. There's just something that's different about it. There's some you just know this place is different than any other place. Yes, the other places may have more people, a bigger auditorium. They may have more of everything and better of everything in a human sense, but they're missing the anointing. Yes. But we are begging for the anointing. We want the yes. the anointing of God on our yes. lives. Amen. We cannot have a service without Amen. it. You are right. We should never try to fake our way through it. Yes. So he said, I want you to take that anointing oil and I want you to consecrate and set apart everything about it. Everything. Everything about Christ was sacred and anointed. Amen. And that's what this uh, tabernacle pictures here. His prayers were anointed. His life was anointed. His sacrifice, pictured in the burnt offering, His sacrifice was acceptable unto God. The reason there's a church here tonight is because He had the anointing of the Father upon His life. Amen. Amen. Fifth thing, you'll find sincere service. Sincere, real. Verse four, the Bible said they lighted the lamps, so the lampstand wasn't there just for show. And the lampstand would have been ineffective had it not been lit by Moses. They were to walk in. The, they had no outside light. They draped that uh, tabernacle with with those uh, animal skins. Having a mental block about that tonight, but you have no natural light in that tabernacle. Amen. You could not see on the inside were it not for the candlestick. Boy, how blind would we be were it not for our Lord. Amen. Were it not for his word, aren't you glad we have his words? Amen. You might disagree with a lot that I've said tonight. I don't know how you could because it's coming right out of the Bible, but you do have the Bible. Yes. To go home and and I don't know, honey. What do you think about what the preacher said? Well, you've got a Bible. Yes. Study it. Amen. 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 You've got the Spirit of God on the inside. Listen to it. So they lighted the lamps. They wanted revealing of things. They wanted a, a something to manifest themselves as they're in there. I need to see. I mean, spiritually speaking, you go into the average church and, and there's just very little preaching. It seems like they're dimming the lights. Cut the lights on. Preach the Word of God. The instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Yes. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people. Their transgressions and the house of Jacob, yes. their sins. Lord of God, yes. Lord of man. Yes. we don't want just a candlestick, up. we don't want just a preacher up there with a wick and, and a place, but we don't want him to get lit by God and to shine. No, I say, Oh, if I was in the congregation, God. Light the candlestick this morning. Amen. Let the man of God Amen. preach the word of God. Amen. I don't know if we're doing right or wrong. I don't know about my family or whatever. We need to come into the light. Right. Right. And so they didn't just have a candlestick there. He said, I want you to light it. Light it. Yes. Preach this book, Brother John. Yes. Amen. Amen. Whether they're coming or going preach the book That's right, preach it in love preach it in mercy but preach it as God would direct you to preach it yes. amen, amen. <clears throat> I've seen them frown I've seen them slam phone, uh, song books in the pews I've seen all kind of things <laughs> so be it amen. 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 Yes, sir. so be it are we sincere about church? we built a church uh, or building onto a church years ago I was in construction and so I remember going into the foyer of that church it was an alliance church wouldn't matter I mean you can go into Baptist you can go into Methodist wouldn't matter but I I wish I could remember the details but I I am quite positive that the pastor maybe was on a prayer meeting night but he was going to kind of, I guess, give a devotion on how to have a good picnic. Now, I'm not talking about and that being an illustration. He was talking about how to have a good picnic. I thought, goodness gracious, if one thing we know how to do is to eat. <laughs> we don't need anybody telling us how to have a good picnic. You get you a big thing of bologna, you get you some bread... You get you some mustard. I mean, it's no problem. But you see, and there would be people... I just love my pastor. He taught me things about picnicking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a true place of worship. Right. 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 Amen. 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 No, no. They're not sincere about church. Right? They're not sincere about meeting with God and... and God, uh, seeing the innermost being of their lives, don't don't lie, don't don't get it too bright in here. Amen. Well, we need to save that maybe for camp meeting. Or uh, listen, it doesn't matter. To me, Sunday night, Monday night, Wednesday night, camp meeting. It just doesn't matter. Preach the word of God. Amen. Amen. Notice in verse seven, they put water in the lake. It wasn't just there for show. Don't you go into that most holy place without washing. You'll die. Those priests could not go in defiled. They washed and then they would wash again. And they would go to that brazen laver. They could made of brass and they could look in that brazen laver and it is indicating like a mirror type effect. I see defilement. Couldn't have seen it without the laver. But I couldn't do anything about it without water in the laver. I've got to have the water in the laver. Now you're clean through the Word. You see, if you can come in and out of your Sunday school class, in and out of your worship services, in and out of the place of worship, and you are still as filthy as you were when you came in. You're just as vile. You haven't dealt with maybe a transgression during the week or backsliding on the Lord and, and so you're just not really meeting in a place where the light is shining and the water is cleansing. Amen. He was saying those priests are out there in the world. They cannot help but get some defilement on their feet and on their hands and on their person, but if they're going to come in here and and serve Me and minister on My behalf, they're going to have to see the dirt and they're going to have to wash it off. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. Aren't you glad there's light so we can see? Aren't you glad there's water so we can be clean? Thank God He doesn't leave us alone. Thank God He deals with us. He deals with us about our thoughts. He deals with us about our deeds. He deals with us about our, us about our desires. That's a real church. Amen. That's what we commissioned this place to be. Amen. Is a real church. Amen, amen. Amen. I'll tell you something. Before I got saved, I did drugs about every day of my life. I'm not somebody who grew up in church and don't know what this world is. I know it and I can smell it. It has a stench about it. Amen. I'm not an unmerciful person. But it just seems like we can. It just seems like we try to find a place where we feel good about, you know, we've got God in our lives. But we don't really want light, and we don't really want to be clean of those things. I do. I wished I was sinlessly perfect. I'm not, and I won't be till I get on the other side, but I wished I would never think another thought that's wrong, never do anything that would displease my Lord. But if we didn't go to a place if this book didn't have light, and this book didn't have cleansing power, I'd be a wretch. I would have a stench about me that would be unbearable. Thank God for a church. Amen. Thank God that God loves us enough to give us a Savior who can deal with the darkness in our lives and the defilement in our lives. You'll find sincere service. Verse 12, The priests were washed and cleansed and then they put on holy garments. They could not handle the vessels in the uh, tabernacle proper with unclean hands, they had to be clean. Now the last thing, verses 33 and 34, you'll find the glory of God. All of this would have meant nothing like when Solomon built the temple and he offered that prayer of dedication in Second Chronicles 6. And beginning with Verse one of chapter seven. I think the glory of God fell. It was it was massive. It was immaculate. It was it was unimaginable what Solomon was able to build and and what he put in there. And I mean, just something to behold. But had not the glory of God come. It would just be a place you walk in and say, Wow, look at that, look at that. Look what it was scribed on the walls. Look at those vessels of gold and look at look at those various things, but without God coming down and filling that place. It's just a place. It's just a place. Yes. Yes. So you find the glory of God uh, indicative of His presence, His attributes, His blessing, His approval, His help. He's saying to Moses, you've done what I told you to do the way I told you to do it and I'm going to fill that place with my presence. That means His help is going to be there. But I think about the, uh, the the glory of God, three things, and I'm done. The glory of God was prevailing. Notice the word covered. It means to fill up. And it means to conceal. So there's no place you could go in the tabernacle that you couldn't sense God's presence. Amen. But then on the other hand, that word means to conceal. And I kind of pondered that in the motel room a little while ago. And thinking about that, and I thought, you know... His glory dominated even the actual construction. In other words, you wouldn't be necessarily caught up with the intricate maybe details in some of it because the glory of God overshadowed even that. Well, I love it. I mean, we have a beautiful place. Some of you have been able to come there and camp meeting and God's blessed us. Beautiful um, uh, sanctuary. But I'll tell you, I don't think about when the glory falls in that place, mm-hmm. about the chandeliers, right. Right. Uh, about any of that. I think, my, my, we're in the presence of the yeah, Last night, God moved, and, and we had moved our prayer meeting to Tuesday night, and, and, and I was just preaching from uh, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane leading up to John 17, and, and God moved and God blessed. But right after the service or during the altar... Brother Luke Mays's son came down. And I seen him break out of the uh, uh, seat there, Brother Johnny. I seen him move it to the right toward the organ. I thought, well, that, you know, he might be going back there to the restroom. You know, I, I haven't seen him move like that, but I seen him kneel down, and, uh, and and you know, didn't happen right then and there. But as as they come by, and we're going to shake hands and all. He had got his daddy and said, "I need to talk to you." Right now, they went back there in the choir room and a little 14-year-old young man got saved. He wouldn't have got saved if the glory of God hadn't been there because I couldn't save him. His mom and daddy couldn't save him. Grandparents couldn't save him. Concerned people around him couldn't save him. But God moved and God blessed. Amen. 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 There's just something about God filling a place. It captivates us. Exactly. For the sinner, it convicts them. So yes. it's prevailing. I want Him to overshadow everything about our place. I do. But then the glory was of God was comforting. He talked about in verse 38 fires on the tabernacle by day and by night. What a comfort to know you know I've been out in a dark, dark world all week but Wednesday night I get to go to where the glory. Amen. Yes. Amen. It's not that he can't meet with you out on the job but there is something there is a special blessing he gives to the congregation. Amen. Yes Amen. <laughs> By day and by night. That, you know, this constantly changing, but His glory constantly abides. Amen. The glory, thirdly, was enduring. Notice He said throughout all of their journeys I'll be with you till the end. Amen. What a precious promise. Now, you think about this we're talking about the glory of God and the cloud, Brother Johnny. When, of course, before they had the tabernacle, as soon as they crossed that uh, Red Sea, there's the cloud. Or before, you know, when they come out of Egypt, when that that is severed, immediately they've got God's guidance. By night and by day. Which way do we go, Daddy? Daddy says, I want to go this way. But Danny, the cloud's going that way. Little bitty boy could see the presence of the Lord which way he's going. He said, I'm going to be with you throughout your journey. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. He may uh, he's made some change. I didn't go to South Carolina. I told our church to leave. I went there to live and die. And I was there 17 years, and then God moved me. That cloud moved. The only way I could have left. Was to be certain this is what God wants. Amen. Amen. What's well, comforting to know he'll be with us till then? Amen. 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 I'll not leave you comfortless. Doesn't matter if it's day or night, it doesn't matter if it's in the first year or the fortieth year, he's gonna be with us. Amen. As we pass on, the older generation, he's gonna, his glory is gonna abide with the church. Then in one sense it's transforming. I'm telling you, lives were changed at that tabernacle. Amen. There were there was judgment because of the glory of God being at that tabernacle. But there was justification. There was a, a way. Daddy, where are you going with that sacrifice? during the week son I failed God and there's an offering that I can bring to God and there's a there is a a place where I can give that offering and uh, the blood will be shed and I know in the Old Testament the sins will roll back but that man could walk away from that tabernacle knowing I've done what God said Praise the Lord. Amen. Do you want this place to be a real place of worship? See, nothing else will satisfy me. I'm not impressed with talent on any level, doesn't matter. I I, I don't it's not that I don't recognize it, but if it's not in the hands of God, it's just talent. Amen. Really, and ultimately to God is just sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. I want for this place. I want it to be a, a true place of worship. Amen. And I think the principles are right there. A yes. bow for prayer, and preacher, I'll give it to you. Father, thank you for the truth. Thank you for light. I'm grateful because I need it. I could, I could.